What is going on, you guys? Hopefully you can hear me. Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast. I'm actually recording live in Team Strong Life because this is where my heart and soul is in terms of my community and our community. And today I want you to think of this recording as a little bit of a po uh, podcast, as a podcast, but also kind of a pep talk. So <clears throat> as I coach my people, um, and just kind of exist out here in the world, observing social media, observing general behavior, trying to understand what motivates people, why people stop, why they start, what keeps them engaged, what keeps them going. Um, the people who seem, okay, this is anecdotal, but that's important to me because I have experience and I've been doing this a long time. And I think this is, I, I'm able to observe this and, I don't, I know that one thing doesn't work for everybody, but I just kind of want to get you this perspective. My most successful people at some point in their fitness journey switch from being obsessed about the scale and focusing on general overall fitness and strength gains. And what this does for them is it gets them off of that sort of weekly head down on the scale where that number delivers you information that either destroys your, uh, you know, determination and demoralizes you or keeps you going and makes you feel like you're doing good things. I've done many episodes on the scale I've talked about how I feel about the scale and sometimes I want to eliminate the scale, but I also don't want to give it so much power that it's like, we don't need to look at it. It is an, a component of a fat loss goal and a goal of gaining muscle. It's one piece of the puzzle. It's not everything. And people tell me all the time that they know that, but then I get messages all the time that contradict somebody who knows that like, I think it's a very difficult concept, especially for women who obsess about the scale going down and only the scale. It's actually relatively new that women are obsessing about building muscle and obsessing about strength training and, you know, that that these body types of just being small and skinny aren't, you know, the only option for us anymore. And that there are so many women out there that are strong and fit across multiple different athletic sports that are out there on social media that we can see and identify with that are not just like skinny and small. I think you should eliminate this idea of wanting to be skinny, okay? That's my personal opinion, do whatever you want. But if, if this already resonates with you, bring it in, okay? Um, if you focus only on the scale as your measurement of success, even in a fat loss goal, even if you're a hundred pounds overweight, you will be really disappointed multiple times throughout your fitness journey. In fact, you'll probably quit. I want to talk today about how to focus on strength and fitness gains as a way to determine progress also beyond the scale you have to kind of have listen i know it's going to be hard for a lot of you guys to kind of get rid of the scale but if you have a backup plan an mo a coach a community where you can tell yourself the things that are true which is that more important than the scale just going down every week 
you want to see other areas progress in your life, especially doing work in the gym. If you're doing work in the gym, I do realize, and I've talked with my mother about this at length, the, some people don't like to exercise. Like that's just not even, you don't enjoy it and it's okay. Some people thought they don't like to exercise, but now that they're seeing results and running the play, they're a little bit more motivated. And then some people either are their whole life, like me, have been like a fitness enthusiast, a physical person, or some have turned into a fitness enthusiast and I'll get messages like, who even am I? You know, like those are, that is the spectrum of people I help. Now, of course, if you can turn yourself into at least somebody who can see the benefit to stay consistent, that is better than just hating it every day. Like I literally have, like one of my cousins is like, I hate to sweat. Okay. I mean, you can figure out how to do this without sweating, go lift weights inside an air conditioned gym and don't push yourself that hard. But then you just kind of have to like, you can't also have the expectations of being, you know, jacked, toned and all of the things if you don't have the genetics for it already. So like, the problem that I see a lot of people have is the desire you have to do the work, but even if you don't have the desire, you still expect the outcome of like incredible physique changes. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't save any money, who the fuck would expect to be a millionaire? You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's like sometimes as a coach when we want the result but you just don't want to do that work. And I'm not trying to sound like a jerk. I'm just saying you, it's hard to see it in ourselves. I do it too. Like I've definitely been like, why am I not getting there? But I'm, I'm actually not doing the things that I need to do. So when you're able to self-assess, you can see that. But let's talk about results because most people come to me for results. Like I want to look different. I want to be healthier. I want to feel different in my clothes. And somewhere along the way, I have to educate enough or get your buy-in that while that is important, if those are the only things you're focused on, you will be disappointed. You just will be. Because number one, it's not going to go fast enough. It's going to take a lot longer than you want, and it's going to be harder than you think. You're going to have to be you know, better with food than you feel like you should be. You're going to be mad at me because you're going to be trying to find your balance and also reach your goals. And you're going to struggle to make those adjustments, but falling in love with that part of the process, as opposed to just, I am willing to do this work. If the scale goes down every week, you, you cannot make deals like that. Um, and the reason is because it's too hard. It takes too long. And, um, you know, gains are hard to make gains and losses. So if you can focus on what your body is starting to be able to do, as opposed to always and only how it looks or how the scale moves, you will be successful. And it might not feel natural at first, but it will soon become your language. It will become how you think. And I have people and the reason I'm doing this topic is because I had a check-in with my team on Sunday and I, I had one woman who was finally able to do push-ups on her toes, another woman who uh, was able to do uh, chin-up, and then several more who had bought a chin-up bar because I had programmed that in my workouts in the app. Let me tell you something. Stop avoiding exercises because they're too hard for you or you're not good at them. 
you got to actually dive into those. So I have a lot of people who like switch things up because they don't like something or it's like, I don't have a chin up bar or I don't know how to do chin up. So I'm just going to do something else. I specifically program hard things so that you can work on those things so that you have something to work on besides just like your weight loss and what your body looks like. Listen, I say this all the time. Like I'm here for body composition changes. If you want to get like shredded and build muscle, like I will help you do that. But you still, you got to be here with me for like two to five years. Cause that's how long it's going to take you. 99% of you come to me and that's how long it's going to take. It's really how, and I know many of you listening, or if you're live in my group are nodding right now, because you probably started with me with an eight week session and it's two years later. And now you're like seeing what I mean. If you commit to the process, it takes as long as it takes. And you just kind of have to be okay with that. What we should be focusing on is our fitness progression, our strength progression, our habit progression, our behavior progression, our relationship progression, how we're, what we're thinking about ourselves at work, our ability for, you know, more cardiovascular, like better capacity. Um, these are the things that the people who stick with me and get like, it kind of clicks and they start to enjoy that process at any level whether it's that you couldn't do a pike push up and now you can do 12. Don't blow off the exercises that I program because you can't do them. Start by doing the modifications and give work towards that. When these women are telling me they can do push ups, a chin up, um, and I'm giving them modifications that they can do, this is very exciting for like a 60 year old woman to feel like it's actually going to be possible for her to pull her body weight up. And those are the people who are like, who even am I? Which is my favorite thing when you guys say that to me. Cause it's like, I know what you mean. You went from just walking and being kind of overweight, not a lot of muscle, not really understanding, just constantly dieting. Like I just got to get smaller to focusing on strength, focusing on longevity, saying things like, I think I can get up and down off the floor with my grandkids now. And you think these things are small, but at some point, all of us become somebody else's like burden to take care of. And as long as you can continue to build muscle, build bone, um, keep your mind uh, right. I was going to say tight and right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the shit that flows out of my mouth. The, the more you can focus on those things, the better off you're going to be it is very difficult for people to wrangle food habits. If you have been abusing food, if you have eat, eating disorder history, if you are uh, you know, just kind of stuck in these cycles, I always say like, chip away at those things. That's 23 hours out of the day, but you can get into the gym or into your basement or into a class or wherever for an hour a day. We can all do that. I have not one single person that I've ever coached in my entire life who isn't capable of that, even with injury, with all of it. Like I know people with missing limbs, with, you know, neurological disorders, uh, who have all the cards stacked against them and they still show up. So when I have a perfectly capable person who is just choosing not to do it, 
because it's too hard, you really have to take a look at that. It's gonna get harder. It's not gonna get easier. But focusing on strength and fitness gains is essential. So I'm gonna give you a few things that I think you could focus on and pick for yourself that could be your goal to at least start to tackle and work on by the end of this year. Number one is I think that we all should be able to do at least a chin-up. So if you don't have a chin-up, do a chin-up. And this is just an interesting thing for a person to be able to pull up their body weight. This is chin-up is underhand. You can look it up as opposed to a pull-up, which is a little bit harder, wider grip, a little bit uh, less uh, momentum going to pull you up. I will be releasing in my app chin-up progressions, pull-up progressions. Those will be programs. Um, but those that process of learning how to do a chin-up is incredibly rewarding. You can get like a quick pull-up bar or chin-up bar in your uh, garage, chin-up bar, pull-up bar, same thing. You can get the overdoor hangs, which I've used those for years, and just work on it. Get a chair, stand under it, maybe do a jumping one, hold yourself up, bar under your chin, and slowly lower yourself down. Those are great for assisted chin-ups, kind of jumping up to the bar, and then getting the sensation of lowering yourself down. You will get stronger. You will get stronger. There will be no way around it, but you got to kind of tackle that. So chin-up is a great goal. Um, that's just body, that's a strength to weight ratio. So being strong enough to pull up your own body weight is pretty cool. Obviously, the heavier, the higher the body weight you have, the harder it will be. But you can also work on building muscle and building that strength. So don't blow those things off. The next thing is a push-up. You can start on your knees, of course, and work on those. So rather than just constantly you know, skipping past exercises that are too hard that you can't do, start. Like these women that were in my, uh, you know, the check-in that couldn't do push-ups that can now do push-ups, they had to start and they were practicing. They started at zero. And now uh, one woman in particular can do 10 and she's 60 years old. Now I haven't seen them. She's she's like, they're not perfect as us women do, but that's okay. Like, don't worry. And if you're a guy, same thing. I mean, you gotta, you, ju you just have to start somewhere. So push-ups, pull-ups, these are really, really important. Now, if you're somebody who's looking for other markers, I would get out there, maybe run a mile, see how you do. Um, if you can't run it, what should you do? Walk, run it. Um, if you can't walk, run it, just walk it. And worst case, you would get on a bike and just sprint it and see if you can get faster. Set some goals for yourself where you can have tangible things that you're working towards. I do like a 5k is kind of a standard. I've always told myself like, no matter how old I get, I just always want to be able to go out and run a 5k. That is my cardiovascular standard for myself, which as a previous endurance athlete is low, but I think that's, that's important. That's what I want for myself. So to be able to do that, I have to stay, you know, cardiovascularly fit and be able to do that. Now, of course, I'm not talking about people who have to have knee replacements and things like that, get on a bike, but set some cardiovascular standard for yourself, whether it's, you know, how fast can you do, uh, you know, a, uh, 10 mile bike ride on the bike and see if you can make improvements as you continue to work on your overall fitness. Now, 
the other things I'll be releasing are, you know, 12 and 16 week programming for you guys. Um, that will probably not be included in the app. Those will be things that you can buy custom for you. But those are the types of things that are coming that will include fitness tests, but you can still do fitness tests now. So we've got chin-ups, we've got push-ups, we've got cardiovascular exercise. These are really important. The other one I would do is a squat. If you're somebody who has had to use a chair, squat, start squatting on your own. Next thing I would do is get some weight and do a goblet squat or a barbell back squat. If you already have a squat, make sure that you are pushing yourself and you can squat in a, you know, three to four weeks, add some load, even if it's five pounds and see if you can get stronger by staying consistent. Now there's a limit, right? Like we are, we're not just going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger, but if you're new, you can get some good newbie gains. If you don't limit yourself like mentally and say, you know, I can't do that or it's too heavy or I'm just not that person. Um, a squat test is another great way to see, uh, you know, strength gains over time. Any pulling exercise is a great one to use as well. Um, progress yourself in terms of your uh, weight choices. I think this is the biggest thing. Like, I'm not slamming this guy, okay? But yesterday I was at the uh, at the gym and there was a guy using 15 pounds for RDLs, okay? I don't know the story, right? So I can't assume he wasn't maybe coming off of an injury or he was, I don't know what kind of work he was doing, but I see it so frequently that I'm going to assume when you bend over and stand up with no weight, like if you do that enough, you're going to eventually feel some kind of a pump, but it's really difficult to get your to the point of even fatigue with 15 pounds for RDLs. And I don't really care who you are. If you've been lifting for six to 12 months and you have not yet progressed your weight, it's time to get that next level of weight. And, and the only reason I'm saying, like, you could keep that weight that you have, that's totally fine and possible and like understandable. But to really invest in this lifestyle, it's incredibly rewarding to see and feel and experience the strength gains that come along with it. You're going to have in your whole fitness journey, like many times when you just don't want to do it. It's, I, I go through like months like that sometimes where I'm just so like, like I cannot do another back day, but I go do it because I understand there's an incredible reward. I'm beyond needing like instant gratification. I do feel better though, like psychologically when I've gone and moved my body, especially when it comes to lifting weights, it just kind of hits me different. And then if you put me in like a, you know, CrossFit class, I'm just like the happiest person on the planet. I feel like because of the way, uh, especially with good programming. Now I've been at side note, I've been at, was training at Misfit gym in Portland, Maine, and they are, I actually didn't, I knew it was a gem of a gym, but until I started listening to the podcast and doing a little bit more research, I, I didn't really fully understand the quality of coaches and the mindset behind what they do in there. Um, and that made a huge difference for me. Like, I feel like I could progress as a person. I was thinking like maybe CrossFit Games 60 when I'm 60, like 
I feel like I could do that there. And that makes me very happy to focus on something other than just physique and the way I freaking look like that gets real old. And a lot of the people who stay with me for a long time. Yeah. Like let's say you want to grow your glutes, but you also know that there's a reality there. I say this all the time, but if you've always had a pancake butt, you're probably going to just be able to build a little mound. Like it's just, there's a genetic limitation. There's age limitation. There's like rate of perceived exertion, like limitation that many of us have. You think you're working hard, but you're not. It happens to me. Like it, that's what I loved about the coaching at that CrossFit gym is like, I'm like, oh, this is heavy. And a coach is watching me. And he's like, that's like, not even, you're not even close to where you need to be. And that, I just want you to know that happens to me too. Like I, it's humbling, but it's really good for me to be able to hear, like, to have somebody else watch me and be like, you're like, you need to literally put 20 or 30 more pounds on the bar and then your confidence boosts. And they say like, you can do it. And you know, like for me and for a good coach, they're not going to put you in a position where you're not safe. So when I tell you 15 pounds for an RDL is too light, I'm telling you because of many years of experience and wanting people to get that kind of same adrenaline and dopamine hit from being able to lift heavier weight and build strength. Um, so, you know, you don't only have to lift so much weight that you, you're going to like, you know, keel over, but you do need to get closer to a point of fatigue at the very least where you kind of feel like you're pretty close to not being able to do many more. Um, so, the progression of strength is so critical to this whole entire process and it's relative. It's all relative. So, um, you know, me lifting with women, some of us are strong in some areas. Some of us are strong in other areas. It never really seems to make sense why or how, how that is. Uh, well, usually it does make sense why, like you're usually stronger at what you train at. Um, but to get really well-rounded means you do things that you don't like and you don't avoid workouts that you feel like are hard for you. Those are the ones that are probably the most important for you to continue to do. So stop skipping over exercises in my workouts because you don't like it. You know, that's like, those will probably be the best workouts you have. So focus on the fitness progression and the lifestyle component. I always say, give yourself a year, but at this point, it's like, just give, just turn, turn your life over to me and my team. Just, just submit for a lifetime. <laughs> That's what I have to do. Like, just, just kind of roll over and take me and, you know, like I'm, I am yours lifestyle. I'm, I'm all in. Um, because still hearing people who are like the 60 year old who's able to do pushups has been with me three years. Like that's, it even took her that long to even get motivated to do them. So she started working on nutrition and then has kind of woven in some of the other stuff. And now she's asked her husband to get her a pull-up bar. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, like it's probably a sentence he never thought he'd hear her say. But these are the things that are more important than what you look like, than your body composition. Um, and that is proven time and time and time again. Remember, BMI is tricky. I'll do a podcast about that with Dr. Heidi again. We, we have a guide on that in my Facebook group, but I think it's an important podcast where 
BMI is a really good indicator of a lot of things, but I have a lot of clients who are really healthy, like metabolically healthy from a blood work perspective, super crazy strong, have completely adopted this lifestyle and their BMI is obese, which is just a mind fuck, you know, for people who are doing all the right things. So stay tuned for that episode on BMI. Um, Listen, I know that we all want to look great and we all are trying to build muscle, get lean. And I think we should. I think that's a great goal. But you have to find things, events, like register for a 5K Spartan, register for a 5K walks, try to do a triathlon, get out there and know that your age is your is in your head in terms of limiting beliefs. You are not too old. You will, you can be a beginner. Um, if you've been thinking about doing something like a CrossFit class, do it. A good CrossFit gym will embrace you no matter what your age is, no matter what your level is. Um, it's, it's great for longevity. You do have to have smart coaches. You cannot just jump in and, you know, uh, you need to progress. Uh, that's really <laughs> important. Um, but there are things out there for you to, to plug into. And I would encourage you to try them. I, I encourage you to think beyond the scale. Um, it is enough to get people to quit. It is, I get more messages about how frustrated people are. I did everything right this week and the scale didn't move. I'm like, okay, let's back up the first part of what you said. I did everything right this week. Some people even say I did everything right this week for the first time in my life. That's to be fucking celebrated. But you're like mad that the scale didn't go down and now you want to quit. Like you have to take the wins because they they don't always come and we will get the scale to move but adhering to your nutrition plan is going to be the hardest thing you do especially if you've gotten yourself 30 40 50 60 pounds overweight there are some habits in there that are going to be hard for you to break but if your only focus is the scale and not I'm building this lifestyle from the ground up and the behaviors that I have around fitness are so important you can even just be a fitter person, you know, in six months from now, faster, stronger, move better, more confident. And you, and maybe the scale doesn't move at all, but the goal here is fitness. It's overall fitness. I'm not coaching people to, you know, uh, get on stage, although, you know, I can, um, but no, that's not the healthiest. You know, I know that from firsthand experience. So stop focusing on just being skinny. Stop focusing on having no body fat. We need body fat and start focusing on your fitness progression, your strength progression, your habit progression better than you were last week, better than you were two weeks ago. Not as good as you're going to be tomorrow. There's always something for us to plug into and work on as human beings, myself included. My goodness, I have just like whack-a-mole. And I think that's exciting though, right? Like we're not done. This is, there's no end here. There's no end game. This is a ongoing pursuit of personal excellence relative to you. And that's what, that's what I'm about. That's what I'm interested in. Um, and that's what people come into TSL for is to be among their peers, people they respect, people they admire, people they want to emulate, learn new things around setting boundaries in all areas of your life. So 
let's let's really focus on the right things. Um, and I think that's going to be more and more. I mean, it is what you hear from me, but also I have, you know, transformation challenges. And those are a conflict, right? Like those focus on our physical body changes. And while they're great and I love the results and I love to share the results, what's more important is what's how somebody changed their life and their overall health. That is that to me is what we're talking about here. Um, that there's nothing more important than that. So that is all for me today, you guys. Um, let me see if I can get in here and we've got some comments that I'll read. Never have I felt more that looking at the scale for validation is not sustainable. It's all the habits and how they make me feel better in my body. Exactly. Like I'm probably going to cry these comments. Focus on positivity and feeling better, always improving. Olivia is a perfect example of that. Like we go through phases with food. We go through phases with, you know, lots of things. Um, even feeling interested in exercise and motivated, but like you got to hang on to what you have. Um, the scale will move. It does move as long as you adhere to your plan and you have body fat to lose, but performance climbs and that's super exciting to realize when it happens. Exactly. That's common as from somebody who's been with me a long time, who's totally transformed her physique and has been able to focus on, you know, um, on performance gains now. And it's, it's so cool to watch somebody, their whole mindset shift. I did not want to work out last night, was wasting time online until a friend texted me that she couldn't meet me at the gym. Just hearing the word gym was enough to get me there for a sweaty workout. It's like, we're like, uh, gym, here we go. And the Heather's comment is another, like, who even am I? So anyway, I hope this, uh, every day is a day to improve. And I think that is exciting. Um, Jessica Jeans is saying, look back at how far you've come and that will mo motivate you to hang on. Nobody sends me her transformation photos more than Jessica Jeans from day one, like even before we met to keep herself accountable and motivated, right? Like she, she is, she is aware of how, you know, much work she's done. And some days she has like a tough day. And then she goes back to her day one and she's like, oh my gosh, I've come so far. Like, I can't even believe it. So when here's a piece where the pictures can be really helpful. Um, they're, they're often hard to take, um, but you can have them. So plan to succeed and plan to use those pictures to go back and look and go, wow, that's amazing how far I've come, right? Because it's it maybe your physical body change, but this isn't a bikini contest. This is a, this is like a health lifestyle emergency that we're facing at, you know, forties and fifties and 60 year old. Like this isn't a joke. There's no more time to waste. Stop wishing you had something else and go get it. It is available to you. It is literally like I have given my team and they all know this, every tool. There's nothing left. There's nowhere else to go. I mean, you might like somebody else better, different coach better, but like that's fine. But the basic principles are the same. And I think that's very comforting to me to know that um, 
you know, doesn't change every, every, you know, six months. Olivia says she's learned to compete with herself, which is good. I believe that I can see that. Right. So sometimes you can look at other people and be like, I'm, I'm never going to have that. And I always say like, no, you're never going to have that. You're not going to have what I have. You're going to have to get what you have. <laughs> and so go get it. Go get the best of you. Somebody says, good point about not avoiding the hard exercises. I found that first the hard ones feel awkward and then I, I'll never be able to do them. But with practice, I found these get easier. It's so true. Like, it's just like, oh, I'll just skip over that. I'll do something easier. I totally get that. But now that you've heard this, let's do the hard ones. Like, let's, you, you don't want to run, let's run. You don't want to turn, you know, it's too hard to put your treadmill on an incline, put it on a higher incline and start to prove to yourself that you can push a little bit harder. And I, those will be the best workouts you've ever had. So um, you guys are the best. I'm going to close this out for now. Thank you for all your comments. I did want to shout out to my niece, Julia, Julia Jarrett, because she listens to the podcast. I told her I would say, hi, Julia. I love you. You're the best. I'm the luckiest aunt on the planet um, to have you. So that's my special shout out to my girl. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Please do give me five star ratings. If you enjoy this content or enjoy any content anywhere, it's super helpful to creators to get five stars. Um, I would even say if you're going to give somebody four stars, don't, um, it's send them a message and give them the feedback instead, rather than, than do that. Um, if you can think of it that way. So thank you guys. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you sharing the show. Um, and it just, thanks for keeping me going because Lord knows where I would be without this team too. So you guys are the best and I'll see you soon.